Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Tysest. Hello, hello. So we will be discussing uh, the all the happenings in Berkshire football over the course of the last week and uh, looking ahead to some weekend's fixtures. Uh, but uh, before that starts, Tom, Abby, how have you been over the weekend? Uh, very good. I'm just reminded that when Abby said, "Oh, we'll do are we doing a podcast this week," you said, "Oh, there's no football at the weekend." <laughs> yes, there's no football at the weekend. We had some midweek, so we've got mm. some to talk about and some <laughs> other events. But you know, we uh, we, we could we could have a little chat first to uh, you know pad this out before we go on to the uh, midweek games and yeah. the events of the week. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's always good fun. Always good fun. Always good fun indeed. Yeah, Abby, what have you been up to? Oh, I was forced to go watch the egg chasers instead. No, it was actually a very, very good game. I went to Bratnell Rugby Club. Shout out Bratnell Rugby Club and Ian, legends. Um, <clears throat> and they were playing a derby game against Maidenhead. Um, probably... Brighton probably don't want to talk about that game. They, they weren't bad, but they they lost. So, but no, yeah, that, that no football meant I had to occupy my afternoon with something else. Um, so yeah, I went to watch some rugby. Some rugby. Well, you know, I've topped both of you because I was in Lisbon over yes. the weekend enjoying wants more, Rob. tapas and wine. So you know, um, I, I'm quite happy with how, how the weekend went for me. So yeah, so smart. Yeah, <laughs> isn't he? My trademark, My trademark emotion here. Yeah. How Good. was this, one, Rob? Tell us all about it. Oh, I don't think I've got time on this pod to, uh, you know, go into how great it was. But yeah, lovely city, and if you get a chance to visit, I would highly recommend it. It is on my list. It actually is on my list for places to go. So mm-hmm. next one, mate. Recommendations. Too. Will do. Uh, but while there was no football over the weekend, uh, we did have quite a big announcement from uh, Bracknell Town on the departure of manager Bobby Wilkinson. Uh, on Saturday, Bracknell uh, released a statement saying that on Thursday we accepted the verbal resignation of first team manager Bobby Wilkinson. Bobby was going to take uh, to take today's game. However, sadly, events unfold as they did on, on Thursday and today's game was rightly postponed. As a club, we appointed Bobby in 2019 when he had planned to be have been further along the journey at this stage. Two seasons ended due to the COVID pandemic has seen us only able one uh, only able one promotion in three years. In recognition of Bobby's outstanding achievements last season and out of respect to his ambitions to manage at a higher level, we 
have, subject to legal agreement, accepted his resignation. The board would like to thank him and his coaching team for their continued efforts and success. We wish him all the best for the future. Bit of a surprise, that one, hey, guys? A tad. Yeah, sort of came out of nowhere. I mean, Brackland started reasonably well in the season, I don't, so I don't think it's necessarily a decision based on anything that's happening at Bracknell, but maybe uh, he seems to have an opportunity higher up the table, if that uh, statement is anything to go by. Uh, what do we think? Well, I mean, I don't know. The <laughs> thing is, you can, you, as much digging around as you want to do, you can find any number of reasons um, in terms of where he might go and what he might do, but yes. yeah, um, <clears throat> I have I have spoken to Bobby briefly, but uh, he was not letting anything out of the bag, so to speak. So, yeah, just um, a, a, certainly a big surprise. Um, and it will be really, really interesting to see what happens next. Um, I think I think Bobby got that team into into shape. So it will be very, very interesting to see who comes next. I, I have no idea who they might go for next either it's yeah uh, like I, it's a funny one because often in obviously in in professional football there's a bunch of people who are available i have no idea who's available yeah so brackle have uh started have advertised the job and are taking applications uh, so hopefully there'll be some sort of update from then soon abby you look like you're about to say something there no just i think they closed applications on monday so Mm. i'm assuming it's probably going to be quite a swift turnaround obviously which kind of makes sense doesn't it really considering we're we're into the season considerably already and so they'll want to bring someone in asap um to keep the momentum that Bracknell are under right now so yeah i think i think we'll probably see an announcement fairly soon i would imagine yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, we'll get to see where uh, Bobby will turn up. But uh, probably based on how uh, that statement was worded, I think he's probably got something in the pipeline, something lined up, shall we say, and we uh, probably be at step two or higher. So yeah, watch this space for where Bobby turns up. It'd be very interesting. But you've got to say, his tenure over in um, over Bracknell was hugely successful. And they do mention that they... Um, he would have liked to have been promoted earlier, but uh, two seasons affected by the COVID pandemic. You know that the way he got that side playing was was pretty incredible. Really, they were uh, really ferocious both on and off the ball in terms of uh, work rate, especially. And they had some great talent running through the side. Um, it'd be a hard act to follow, hey. Definitely. I think, was it Steve who, Steve, the voice of reason, Steve Gabb used to say uh, it was exhausting watching them, let alone mm. being them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, not, he wasn't sure whether it was easier playing against or uh, or for a, a Bobby Wilkinson <laughs> side. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's added such a, a great work ethic to that uh, squad. And hopefully that will stand them in good stead, whoever comes in next. But, uh, yeah, he is uh, more than worthy of a, a slot far higher up the pyramid. So I guess we get wait to see where that happens. He, he's got experience up that, that, that sort of slightly higher level as well. So he has obviously he's managed uh, step two. Was he um yeah was Wheelstone step and Hungerford. Two. Yeah Wilson at Hungerford at step two. He didn't manage Wheelstone in the in the National League, did he? I don't he think was, so no. No. So I think it was step two for both those sides. But yes um yeah I mean 
if I was a step two side and uh, or above even and looking out for a manager, then you know Bobby Wilkinson would be pretty high on my well on my wish list. I think. Good, good. So if we we don't really have too much to say on that, other than to uh, commemorate uh, Bobby Wilkinson's time at Bracknell and uh, and uh, wish him the best for the future. So uh, with that, we I guess we move on. Oh, sorry, Tom, you are going to speak too. <laughs> yeah. This is nice and smooth, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, Tom, uh, later today, is going to speak to longtime uh, Bracknell supporter Steve Whitty and uh, get his thoughts on uh, uh, Bobby Wilkinson's time at the club. Uh, so, podcast listeners, you will hear that now. And the rest of us uh, will skip on to the next event. <laughs> Hey Steve, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. How are you, Tom? Are you well? Very well, very well. I was going to say long time no see, but I saw you in the summer. Now do. Yeah, yeah, we've seen each other recently, so yeah, you can't <laughs> use that one this time. No, no. Um, obviously, bit bit of a, an earthquake at Bracknell. Yeah, I, I think it came as a surprise to us all. If I'm honest, Tom. Um, I think from from our from our perspective, I didn't think any of us really saw it saw it coming. Um, a good start, or a steady start to the season. Um, you know, we, we we sort of started the season with a nice sort of steady. What was it? Um, three wins, two draws, and and a loss in a new division. Um, and 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 everything was was looking rosy. Um, uh, and then of course the bombshell happened last Thursday. Where um, we understand that um, sort of Kane has accepted um, Bobby's resignation. Yeah, it's as you say, a, a, a bit of a shot. It's one of those ones where, like, and you think maybe this only happens when you support a Premier, a premier League club or a professional club. But even even at your even at a non-league level and a, and a grassroots level, stuff like this get, it just hits you hard, doesn't it? It gets like sort of ugh, kind of because because Bobby was was integral to everything that's happened re- in the last couple of years. And, and I've got to say that that's one of the things that so so at, at non-league level, I think we always recognise that success can, how to say, attract bigger fish. And we're assuming here that that's what's happened. Um, clearly, at the moment, we've yet to have that clarified. But yeah. where Bobby, when he's come into our club, has, has not only sort of um, changed, how to say, our results, but also changed everything from, from, from our style of play to that bringing that professional edge to everything we do around the club. And, and you'll see that not only in the first team, but right the way down to the academy as well. He stamped his mark on every single part. And, and not only is it a case of that Bobby stepped away, but his coaching team have also stepped away. So it's, mm. it is going to be a very big pair of boots to fill for someone. Um, but, you know, yeah, you're quite right. It, it's beyond just losing a manager for us. Yeah, I mean, he he the fans really took him to heart, and I know it's easy that that's a fairly obvious thing to state when you win a division as comprehensively as as you do. But but it was about Bobby as a as a person. Obviously, you know, appreciate he's he's just moved clubs; he's not passed away. But I guess sometimes he sometimes it does feel a little bit like that as a fan, doesn't it? Yeah, Bobby was a very personable character, um, and uh, that's one thing I would say in in his tenure. Not only within himself but his players and also his coaching team there there was a there was a real bond between ourselves and and the fans um and and that was you know 
that was you know very much led by the the approach that they that we've got as a club at the moment which is very open you know um there there's there's lots of conversation lots of dialogue before games after games of course um, my, um there, there's a number of us that that run a podcast oh yes course, we we get full access um into the players um to bobby very very regular and and I've got to say, I think what that's done is it built a, a, a beyond just a football manager and a fan relationship. I think it built personal relationships. So he'll be missed as a person as well. Absolutely. I was just talking about your podcast. Have you have you had sort of the the the, the podcast talking about Bobby's departure yet, or is that yet? To no, come? no. So we we've of course um, because of um, the the events of last Thursday. Of course, we didn't have a game this weekend. Yeah. So our next game is is this Friday away at Chesham um, in the FA Cup. Um, yeah. So I would be envisaging that there will be a podcast following that. Um, so it would be a miss of us not to comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, clearly, we've got to be curbed because at the moment we don't know what's happening. Clearly, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's adverts out there and a search for a new manager and a new coaching team to come in. Um, and, and clearly, we don't know what's 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 happened with with Bobby and where he's going to. But you know, um, we, we'll we'll talk about that come this weekend session, this weekend's podcast, yeah. which I think will be be out on on Sunday evening. Excellent. That's on all good podcast apps, isn't it? It's the unofficial Robbins podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and you'll see as well, we've done something slightly different this year as well. So we also do the Pomcast. I saw this. So, yes. The, the, the podcast is our sort of preview to away games. And then our podcast then talks about, I would say, following the games. Um, something new, rather than writing a match report and things like that, we thought we'd appreciate um, modern technology. And, and <laughs> they seem to be going from strength to strength. It's going really yeah. well. Ah, well, that's that's good to hear, Steve. I know. Um, obviously, I, I, you, you've been a you've been a Bracknell fan for for many many years. Where does Bobby rank? For you, because we've we had some great, we had some really good managers, and there were some really dreadful managers. Where does Bobby rank? Is he is he top, or is he is he? Where does he sit for you? Look, look, the, the, there's no doubts at all. We we can't get away from the fact that last year was record breaking, um, record a break record breaking season for us. We're playing at a level that Bracknell have never played at. Um, but what I would say um, is that he got in terms of investment. Um, in terms of infrastructure, um, the the club um, led by Kane absolutely did invest in Bobby and his team. So as a result, you know, you would expect him to be able to deliver better results. But saying that, with that, Bobby's brought a professional edge that I don't think I've ever seen in Brackle's time. I've been watching the team now, I know, 25, 30 years. Um, I've probably seen the top 10 performances out of a Bracknell team in the last six months that I've seen in them 30 years. And that's the standard and quality of football. And, you know, it's been, it's been lovely to see. So all respect to him. Yeah. He's done a great, great job. He really has. And uh, have we had better managers? Um, It's always difficult to tell because in these leagues, it's, it's often about the, the, um, the the investment that's put behind Mm. you, isn't it? And we've had some really great managers operating on a real shoestring and have done miracles just keeping the club up. Yeah, And it's difficult to judge one against the other. Um, what I would say, the standard of football's been first class, best I've seen. We're playing the highest level I've ever seen. And, you know, last season was record-breaking. Whether he was better than previous managers, I don't know. 
fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know I promised you absolutely no speculation, and um, just to just to make sure that people understand why we don't <laughs> speculate. Um, it it's just because everything's we're all a little closer to things, and it's not really fair to people that we know to start speculating around what's going on. But I have seen a few names thrown around on the Bracknell Town mm -hmm. Facebook page, Facebook group. Um, do you have a feeling on who you would like to be the manager? Look, you've probably seen it. At, at, look, yeah. whoever it is, okay, it's going to need. So you see that the club are recruiting for a a full time appointment mm. that's going to be running the first team, and of course, also leading football in terms of the academy. Um, so on that basis, we're hoping for a, a strong candidate, and I've got to say, to compete at this level and fills Bobby's shoes, we're going to need one. Um, I'm not going to speculate at any of the names because um, I'll probably get them all wrong. Um, but, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that would be that would be you. So yeah, 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 it would be, it would be, it would be pure speculation. But I'm just hoping. I know there's, you know, I know there's conversations going on this week. Fingers crossed, we'll get the right man. And of course, whoever it is, as fans, we'll be behind them. One thing that's not speculation and more of a question: Do you know who will take the team on Friday night? Um, I think it's the I think it's Liam. I think it is who um, heads up in terms of um, the academy at the moment. In terms of, so I think he's doing it on Friday night. Um, I'll, I'll forward you through the name, Tom. Tom, but yeah, but I Great. think it's who's taking leading the team for this Friday. Cheers, Steve. Thank you very much for your time, mate. Uh, get back to work. Thank you very much. Speak soon, Tom. Speak soon. Bye. Cheers, bye. <laughs> So, uh, the football we do have to talk about all happened midweek, and we have uh, some pretty big fixtures in the mid side of the game. The FA Trophy first qualifying round ties, uh, both two uh, two Berkshire clubs in action. Uh, Binfield away at Marlow, uh, getting a resounding four nil victory, and Thatcham uh, also away at uh, Siren Sester. And getting a uh, uh, getting through one nil as well. So uh, two Berkshire sides progressing to the next round. I think we start with the uh, Binfield result. That was uh, uh, pretty uh, pretty impressive, wasn't it, Tom? Sorry, I got caught out by something that's popped up on Twitter. I completely missed what you just said. How uh, <laughs> professional as ever. <clears throat> We're just talking about the Binfield uh, result last yes, night, Tom. Yes, um, it's incredibly impressive. Um, sorry, the reason I got distracted was because uh, there's a report of a player from Manchester United women going to PSG after the English transfer window was closed. Uh, and it seems mad. Sorry, I just got distracted by that. Apologies. Um, yeah, really good win. Binfield have started the season incredibly well. Um, and they have only conceded one goal. Uh, is it eight matches they've played? One goal conceded, um, one draw, and they've won the rest of them. Just crazy. Um, they've they've done very well. They had four goals scored last night. One from new signing. I am gonna. Is it Johnny Efeji? Uh, Probably yeah. pronounced that terribly. Sorry, Johnny. Um, Jonathan Denton, Sean Moore, and Brandon Curtis, um, all in, all getting in on the act, as it were. Um, but yeah, just just what a what a really good. I, I thought Marlow are one of those teams in my head. No matter what, they're always good. 
and they're currently they, they're eighth in the in the southern in the Isthmian League at the moment. Um, I I don't expect them to you know struggle this season. So <clears throat> going to Marlow is always 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 tough, and um, to come away with a four 0 win. Um, certainly in my time of being aware of Marlow as a football club, twenty five odd years, you know there's not many teams have won four 0 there. So. Um, Someone may may come on and say, "No, it's fairly regular." But I, I'm, <laughs> to my mind, whenever I've been interested in teams playing at Marlow, four uh, nil wins are not regular. So uh, it's a it's a great great start. And uh, Chris Grace rightly won the goal the goalkeeper of the month award for the division uh, last month. So um, absolutely stunning start to the season. And they've got they've got the small matter of uh, Tombridge Angels this weekend, uh, yes. National League South side in the FA Cup. If they come away with um, still having only conceded one goal this season from that game, um, I think we can all assume that they're going to do very, very well this year. You're all aboard the hype train, will it? Yes. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. No, they uh, uh, have only played four league games uh, due to the postponements and uh, other uh, other issues. But uh, yeah, they've, like you say, they're already second in the table and uh, yeah, have taken... 10 points from the, uh, those four games and have actually played two of the sides I think that are quite fancy to be up there um, uh, come the end of the season in, in uh, Chertsey and Basingstoke so a pretty impressive start uh, all round from Bidfield and hopefully we'll be talking a lot more about them as the season goes on and, uh, I suspect so. so yes I suspect have you been to the ground have you been to the the, have you been to the ground since they've done a lot of work? No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I was talking to uh, um, Rob Chalice about this the other day when I was at the Hollyport uh, Bidfield mm. game at Summerlees. But uh, yeah, I haven't been down there since they've uh, uh, had a, a few of the um, updates. So yeah, how's it looking? It's very impressive. Really, really smart. They've done a. They've done an absolutely brilliant job. Um, the 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 T bar. Uh, is is all is refurbed and and rebuilt and um, just the rest of the place just looks looks amazing. So they've done a, they've done an absolutely smashing job. Still not got the um, the sort of the terrace under the clubhouse that I, ah. on that hill that I'm that I'm banging on about that they need. That I feel like you know would really cement it as uh, and of course you know cementing is one of the things you'd need to do. So um, that, that, well, that's that, not your dad joke, Tom. <laughs> Oh dear! Wait till you see the dad dancing from last night. Oh, um, imagine. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just—it's really smart. They've done a—they've done a really good job. Very good indeed. Well, their um, reward for getting through Marlow is an away tie at Tame United in the second qualifying round. So not too far to travel for them, and uh, yeah, uh, another stern test, but one that uh, you wouldn't put it past them going through. So uh, yes. Uh, good things hoping for Binfield. Uh, Thatcham, like we said, one 0 victors at Cinderford Town. Um, mm. They uh, they are rewarded with a uh, home tie against AFC Dunstable. So um, go on, Tom. I was going to say they scored in the first minute, as far as I can see. <laughs> Ashley Howell scored in the first minute, and uh, yeah, it, it looks like they've had a few other chances. Very hard to tell from a from a club Twitter account whether they were sort of backs to the wall stuff, but. Yeah, uh, it looks like they had a few other chances, but certainly, you know, first win of the season. Um, they'll, yes. be, they'll be absolutely delighted with that. Yeah, a little bit of a patchy start for them, but um, 
But yes, the the two sides, Binfield and Thatcher, actually play each other next Tuesday at um, what, uh, the Stacker Truck Stadium uh, yes. or Waterside Park. So um, yes, if you're in the area on Tuesday night, that looks like one that'd be very much uh, worth trying to get down to. Uh, How you might many even trucks there, could a Stacker Truck stack? <laughs> if truck. a Stacker Truck could stack trucks. There you go. There we go. I've yeah. been thinking about that for quite a long time. Uh, I can tell. <laughs> you were saying it for quite a long time. To be fair, so. <laughs> they can have that for their next radio advert if they like. <laughs> yeah. Get the royalties in the post. Did I? Did I get? I did get it the right way. How you many did, trucks yeah. could a stack oh, of trucks going stack? Again. If a stack of truck could stack trucks, yes. He's getting cocky now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very good indeed. Um, I think we'll now uh, move on to... Um, Segway sorry. completely there after yes. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Draw a line under that and move on to the uh, uh, next uh, uh, item. I think we'll talk about uh, Reading City against Hollyport uh, last night. Another win for Reading City. You have started the season with a 100% record so far. Uh, so they're going exceptionally well. Um, and Hollyport also... Very hard to beat, and uh, um, it, they missed a last-minute penalty uh, to uh, potentially get a, a draw out of that game, which would have been, you know, very good for a side that is going as as well as Reading to get a point there. Um, so, first of all, congratulations to Reading and um, commiserations to Hollyport and all that. But I think what we uh, are going to touch on there is what happened to uh, uh, the Reading Stadium afterwards. Uh, there was a break-in. Last night, uh, they had uh, a piping, uh, well, a lot of uh, damage to the changing rooms and the uh, clubhouse area, and uh, a lot of the piping stolen from the uh, that building. Um, Tom, I think you've already put an article up on the website about this. So, yes. Uh, do you want to maybe touch on it a bit further? Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to, to add from what you uh, from what you've already said. But um, if anybody knows anything about it, please just head over to um, Football in Berkshire. Um, Reading the stories, Reading City's ground vandalised, and it's got the um, it's got the crime reference number at the bottom. And equally, if anybody is able to offer the club any support, do feel free to um, come via us or um, just you know get in touch with the club directly. Um, that would be, you know, that would be a wise and sensible thing to do um, if you if you're able to. I'm just going to stick the. Um, there we go. Oh, there you go. Quote reference mm-hmm. number. There you are. How about that? That's Rob. You so, probably can't see that, but Abby, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, you can. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So um, anyone who's uh, well, anyone who's watching us now, you've got the crime reference number, as you can see, quote reference number on the bottom of the screen. Uh, but uh, podcast um, listeners, just get along to the website, uh, all the details there, uh, if you have any further information on what's happening there. And um, it's just so sad to see. This is not the first time it's happened in Reading City, no. and it's just these clubs are so uh, vulnerable. And, um, you know, it, it's so much hard work goes into uh, what they, uh, what every club does to get them where they are and to sort of um, improve the facilities and, and uh, try and keep the club going even. And just to have something like this happen is just such a really frustrating, like, setback. More than frustrating, obviously, but just oh, it must be incredibly tough for Reading and hopefully they can, uh, uh, you know, bounce back and we can, we yeah, 
they the culprits are found, shall we say? That's not the word. Yeah. That one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, there's there's there aren't there, obviously every every club does work on their grounds, but there aren't many that have um, taken the ground from what it was to what it is now. To, yes. Like like they've you know take the pitch for example. Um, it was quite something special. Um, at the time, and now it is generally speaking green all year round. So, um, you know, the work that they've done doesn't deserve this. So, please, if you do know anything, that number at the bottom. Exactly. So, brilliant. So, uh, before we move on from last night's fixtures, um, not to end it on such a sad note, there was uh, a couple of other games, but uh, what in particular we'd like to highlight is uh, uh, Sandhurst Town's trip to cool. CB Hounslow in the Command <laughs> County's Div 1. Uh, after 35 minutes, any fans who went might have been, you know, slightly uh, slightly bored at a nil-nil scoreline, but from then, uh, Sandhurst managed to sco- score a goal every six minutes on average to win 10-0 um, away from home at a side recently relegated from the uh, level above so a pretty exceptional scoreline uh, uh, good to see uh, Joe Grant getting um, 45 minutes for the first time since an ACL reconstruction as well uh, he managed to chip in with three goals and assists so uh, fantastic to see him back out on the pitch after uh, almost a year since his injury so uh, a lot to unpack there uh, were you following that one Abby? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was too busy playing football myself. Oh, uh, we're going to come. Uh, to, I presume we're going to come to that <laughs> at some yeah, point. If you want to, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's Santos have started brilliantly, haven't they? Um, yeah. They the number we've gone. We've almost had a complete flip from last season, where most of our teams started really badly, um, with the exception of Bracknell. Uh, Whereas this season, um, Sanders are absolutely flying. I was just trying to work. They've got a goal difference already of plus thirty-five, which is which is crazy. Um, if I could just flag one thing that's a mild irritant um, on the Santos gra- start graphics, they've got some really nice graphics um, that gives the starting lineup, and then uh, full time, they've just I presume used nicknames or first names: uh... Granny, Davy, Marco, who. <laughs> really annoying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, there's. I think there's probably two points that I'd uh, uh, take from that result uh, last night. First of all, it's uh, uh, Matt Croden's departure. Uh, Sandhurst seem to have taken that in their stride. Um, they've, uh, you know, not missed him too much as of yet. So that's pretty positive for them. And then, secondly, uh, we said last season about. Um, uh, Barks County scoring uh, every number of goal between one yeah. and ten in a game. Are we going to see it from Sandhurst this season? Let's start up- a competition. <laughs> well, we, haven't up- we haven't updated Barks County sword scores, have we? Oh, oh no, we haven't. Yeah. So you, you just get the group. <laughs> yeah, you're a little uh, graphic out. <laughs> yeah, graphic. We'll, have to, we'll have to get that graphic back out next week and, uh, and <laughs> check and see where we are. Well, I'll have a, a quick look at the uh, Santos results because they've scored quite a few different numbers mm. as well. They've got a 10, a 2, a couple of 5s, a 7 and a 3 already. So, you know, they're good for goals, should we say. Uh, and, uh, on, then. Exactly, yeah. They've made a good start if they're going to get everything between uh, 1 and 10 for the season. So, 
yeah, good luck to them in that. Oh, they got a one as well. So, yeah, flying. Absolutely. Well, um, so we'll leave uh, last week's football or uh, there. And Abby, we can look ahead to the start of the uh, WSL times two. Um, obviously, <laughs> yeah. all the games last weekend last were, uh, yeah, were were postponed. Uh, so, uh, Reading will now kick off their fixtures on. Uh, Saturday mm-hmm. at uh, 12 o'clock away at Manchester United. Uh, yes. Tricky start to the season, that one. Yep, that'll be a repeat of last season's beginner as well. Um, hopefully not the same score, though. Um, I feel like slightly, actually, just regressing slightly, that maybe the game against... Um, Liverpool is potentially a blessing in disguise because I feel like there's always a lot of pressure to beat the championship team that come up because obviously they're new to the division most of the time. So the pressure to beat them as the WSL like holding club is probably slightly glad that it's that can maybe out the way and we're going to face them later on in the season. Um, but yeah, that doesn't doesn't mean United are going to be any easier at all. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm feeling a little bit, now that I've had a little bit of an assessment of the squad, I am feeling a little bit more positive about the squad generally. And okay. we did beat them with a, a arguably weaker squad previously. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But I think, yeah, Manchester are just quite a tricky team for us. I think, and actually, I think we've got quite a few tricky games coming up generally, actually. I feel like Brighton next as well. They're one of our bogey mm. teams, it feels like. Um, and then Arsenal after that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, I think. But no, I am actually quite excited for the start of the WSL. I'm a little bit nervous. A little bit more positive than you were last week. Yeah, I'm just, Rob, I told you, I'm trying not to be a negative Nancy about it. Okay. (laughs) And I feel like maybe actually potentially an extra week after the stupid international break to give them an extra week of gelling as a team and just figuring a few more things out. So... Think it's potentially been a little bit of a blessing in disguise just for those especially those new signings who have come in just for that extra extra week of getting to know everybody and getting to know the style of play and stuff like that so yeah yeah it, do, it does look sorry go, go on, on. No, go on. I was going to say, it does look good. So that tweet that I got distracted by earlier is uh, Jackie Gronan yes. is in advanced discussions to join PSG. Um, is that a bad move? Is that good for Reading? Yes, potentially, because I think that potentially unsettles them. And if she's gone by the time we play them, that's huge. She is that's crazy talented, Jackie Gronan. Um, she's from the Dutch national squad as well. And she's, uh, yeah, she's just... Well, in, in the interest of Reading getting the win, I'll drive her to Paris. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take it there yourself. Yeah. Yes. Although, although they do still have Russo, don't they? So, you know. Well, yeah, that is. And Ella, too. Um, I'm just. Oh, oh no. So. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But I think that will potentially unsettle them as a squad as they go into this weekend if they feel like Gronin is going to leave. So, again, that's another thing that plays into our hands. So, yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Well, yeah. Good luck to Reading, obviously, starting their campaign. And obviously, you'll hear more about it as the season goes on from uh, us here and particularly Abby, obviously. Uh, So, uh, other 
fixtures that are, are happening next weekend. Probably the premier uh, uh, fixtures on the men's side of the game is the FA Cup second qualifying round. Uh, four teams from Berkshire in action um, this weekend. Binfield are at home to Tonbridge Angels. Uh, Bracknell are away at Cheshire United, and that game's on Friday night for anyone wanting a, uh, a, a game under the lights uh, away at Cheshire United. Hungerford Town versus uh, Gloucester City, and Slough Town at home to Worthing. Uh, four pretty tricky ties for uh, our teams. All of them... Uh, well, all of them against uh, strong opposition, at least at the same level as the uh, Berkshire side, if not higher. Um, if Tom, if you had to pick one winner out of those four for uh, the FA Cup, who do you think is most likely to get through? I mean, um, goodness me, I, that's like how hard is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick Go one. What of four? Go on. I'm going to go for Binfield. Yeah, I think they're on. Yeah, they're on a good run, aren't they? So, and I feel like they just got a little taste for a cup run as well, haven't they? With the FA last last year, so why not? Yeah, maybe they did. I mean, the last time a team like like Tombridge Angels came down, it was AFC Tottenham. They absolutely, absolutely mullered them. (laughs) So, I mean, maybe yeah, maybe maybe you're right, but. Blimey, yeah. I, it's that's... not. Um, th- that would be that would be some result if they got it. Yeah, that's a two no, step. No, not, no disrespect, but yeah, or and anything like that. It's that's and... but that's some result if they get it. Yeah, Tombridge Angels uh, currently eighth in uh, the National League South as well, so well in the the, the hunt for the uh, playoff positions. Um, yeah, that would be uh, some result if they do pull it off. Uh, if I was to choose a side, I'd probably go with Slough who are playing Worthing, who are um, mm. further up the table and actually undefeated this season. So, you know, very strong in their own right. But Slough, are, Slough have won four of their last five games and they're really starting to to motor in the league. Um, they, uh, yeah, had a bit of a sort of indifferent start, shall we say, uh, in, in the league anyway. They, they uh, only took one point for the first three games. But now they've really sort of, uh, picked up and uh, are themselves on the edge of the playoff places. They're in ninth now, with Worthing up in third. So a really sort of high caliber game there. And uh, I think probably uh, I'd, I'd, if I had to pick one side, I'd probably go for Slough. Uh, so over to you now, Tom. We've had well, we've I, had discussion on it from us two. And, I uh, think Bracknell will beat Chesham. You think Bracknell will beat Chesham? Oh, yeah, big call on that I, one I, as well. I don't. I don't think there's any danger there. No? I think they'll win that. Okay. So Cheshire are obviously higher in the table, in the same division as Bracknell and higher in the table and uh, have already beaten Bracknell 3-0 this season. So It's not going to happen again. Not going to happen again. Fine. I Well, I admire your confidence and I hope you are correct, Tom. <laughs> so, yes. So Based big games there. Record, though. Mm. Sorry? Based on Tom's track record, though. Yeah, that is. That's, I don't know if that backing is a blessing or a curse. That, so, yeah. <laughs> but yes, three home games for the Berkshire sides on Saturday, so plenty of football to get to, and obviously that away fixture in Chisholm, which isn't too far away on Friday night. So, some good FA Cup action there. Um, Abby, why don't you talk us through some of the pick the uh, picks of the fixtures on the women's side of uh, coming up this weekend? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, it is cup galore this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. There is FA Cup, there's Barks and Black Senior Cup, there's Barks and Bucks Trophy as well. So lots and lots of cup games to choose from. Um, without sounding too biased, my top pick would be Ascot versus Maidenhead United. Um, uh, of course. <laughs> no, I genuinely think it's going to be a really good game. And on this occasion, I like a Barcher derby for a cup game. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's just going to be a very exciting, exciting game, that one. Um, Maidenhead are obviously our National League side. They play in Division 1 Southwest, and Ascot play in the Premier Division of the Southern Region. So, I think it's going to be a tasty tie. Um, Maidenhead have had a little bit of a tricky start to this season. They had to postpone a few of their games um, and then they lost to, I think it was Porter's Head 4-0. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a tricky one for them, their start. Whereas Ascot, I mean, they've only played a game, but uh, like I said last week, beating title favourites Abington is a big boost for them. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a tasty tie. Um, So, yeah. I think that is my top pick for women's game this weekend. But elsewhere, as I said, there's loads and loads of cup games. Um, I think there's a few Berkshire, more Berkshire ties as well, actually. Um, which, again, because it's the Berks and Bucks trophy, I don't mind a Berkshire derby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Wallingford are playing Wargrove. Um, who else is playing? I think S4K are playing Burfield. I think that, that would be an exciting game, definitely. Um, and there's also some FA Cup games. And this is where I like the lack of regional... Mm-hmm. Um, choices because uh, Slough are playing Milton United and Mortimer are playing Watford uh, Ladies Development so mm. yeah very exciting so um, whoever wins that Slough game will play Ascot in the next round which is when I then get annoyed about regionalisation <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so like I said lots and lots of cup games this weekend I think there's a few kind of smatterings of uh, league ties but yes all the cups. All the cups, indeed. So plen- most of those games, I'd imagine, are be taking place on at two o'clock on Sunday. Correct. Uh, but yes, for further details, just go on to the Football in Berkshire website and I'm sure there will be an article there um, later in the week directing you to exactly where you need to go for all the... There uh... might be, or Project mm. Forfar might be alive. Ooh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, that's Enjoy. all you're going to say, is it? Yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. What was going to say? Okay. Well, maybe we'll have both. You never know. I mean, good, good. Well, Abby's done a good job of covering the uh, women's games there. Tom, why don't you pick out your uh, uh, fixture of the week if, away from the FA Cup games? Why don't you away pick out one of the, the uh... FA Cup games, eh? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I would. I think I chose Windsor last week. Oh, um, you did. So... They didn't play. <laughs> oh no, they didn't. Yes, so I'm going to go in that case then with Wokingham and Embrook versus Windsor. Very good, Berkshire Derby there as well down yes. at, at uh, the Embrook Sports and Social Club on Lothian Road. Yep. Yes, uh, that should be, that should be good. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, that that should be decent. And what else am I looking at? Oh, Finchampstead Reading YMCA, Valley Premier League. Hello. Very good. Yeah, both of those uh, sound pretty uh, tasty indeed. So, yeah, again, all the details of these fixtures will be on the uh, Football in Berkshire website uh, for you to uh, peruse. And one for me, I think I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Maidenhead United at home to Woking. So 
pretty much as close as you get for a, a, a local derby there in that division for Maidenhead. Yes. So, uh, so hopefully there'll be a decent crowd and yeah, get down there. They've started the season reasonably well, so any support there, I'm sure, would be appreciated. Brilliant. I might have one as well. Oh, go on then, Abby. It's not Ascot either. All <laughs> oh, right. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be Ascot Corner again. No, no, go but on. it's also not in Berkshire as well. Technically, but it does, it does involve a Berkshire side. I think if I wasn't going to the Ascot game, I would probably go and watch um, Rising Ballers Kensington versus Bucks County. Oh, third versus fifth, and yes. it looks tasty. So that's where I'd go if I would potentially not be at Ascot, obviously. Well, actually, no, I'll be at Wembley. Yeah, Wembley <laughs> versus Ascot. So, yeah. yeah, and to be fair, that's a pretty tasty game as well. Yeah, uh, true. Two, two Maybe sides. Maybe we should have put that instead, actually. <laughs> yeah, two sides that are fairly high up the table. Uh, Wem- Ascot with their 100% record, uh, uh, sit- currently sitting in second, and Wembley in third, who have 100% home records. So uh, something's got to give. Should be a good game. Lots to choose from this weekend, and all the details will be on the Football and Berkshire website. Right, uh, before we get out of here, any other business from either of you? Anything you want to plug particularly? Um, look out for Project Forfar. But uh, if I can also just flag um, the sad news we had this week that Ali Dickey has had to retire. Um, I didn't put this in the article, but I've, if I remember rightly, Ali Dickey is the brother of Queen's Park Rangers' Rob Dickey. Is it oh. Queen's Park Rangers? Can't remember. Yeah. Oxford United, Queen's Park Rangers. Somewhere yeah. like that. Um, or as I saw the joke, well, is it now King's Park Rangers? <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, no, really sad to see um, Ali have to do that. Some really nice tributes to Ali uh, on Twitter when Eversley in California announced the news he was the club captain. Um, he snapped his ACL in the semi-final of the Combined Counties playoffs last season. Uh, I feel like, Rob, you were at that game, but I might, no, you might have been at the Bucks County game instead. No, uh, I wasn't at that one, unfortunately. Okay. But, yeah. um, it did happen really early on in the game. Um, and yeah, so so that's that's him done, um, so, which, is, which, is, which is very sad. But um, you never know. Uh, it, it may just be that it gets the bug back a bit later in his a bit later in his life and and comes back to it but um obviously it depends on circumstances and all that kind of thing um i think that i am i, am I right in thinking that that's probably one of the worst injuries a footballer can get yeah it's very uh, hard yeah, to definitely. yeah sort of rotation and movement around the knee mm-hmm. joint there is really yeah. compromised so yeah it's not great yeah but, sad so, to see that very so, sad to see that uh, deal with as well so yeah it's not necessarily the actual injury that's the worst part of it it's often the rehab that's the mm, yeah. Yeah. and the expense of having to deal with it and the, the waiting lists all the joyous things that mean uh part of living <laughs> dear idea so yeah good luck to ali dickey in whatever comes next so and hope to see him around the berkshire football scene at some point in the future Anything else? No. no. Okay, in that case, why don't Abby, you do the uh, um, where you can, we can find everything this week. Uh, yeah. Save Tom getting it wrong again. <laughs> um, if you would like to go and read anything about all the upcoming fixtures we mentioned, things like that, you can go to the website, footballinbracknell.co.uk, or you can find Football in Berkshire, that works as well. Um, you can also find us on social media, so uh, FI Berkshire or FIB underscore women. 
Uh, we're on Instagram, we are on Facebook, and we are also on LinkedIn. <laughs> Get your CVs in if you want yeah. to uh, join the uh, join the pod. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave it there. So uh, um, thank you very much for listening. And uh, we will close it off by saying it's uh, goodbye from Tom Canning. Bye, everybody. Goodbye from Abby Tyshurst. See ya. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Abby Tyshurst and Tom Canning. It was produced in the loosest sense of the by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music albums. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.